What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Meh. Yo, get off the phone. Get, get off the phone. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? I am Shadell, co-host of Paging the Simpsons, joined by my lovely fiance. The annoyed Lauren, because we have to re-record something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Damn. Put me on blast. So we yep. had to re-record this, because... The topic we were talking about, it just didn't make sense. He literally at was all. going nowhere. At all. And I'm like, no it's it, this is this is just dead and gone. So Dead and gone. You will never know of a topic that we had. Do you want to bring up that topic? And I'll keep it short. I'll keep it I'll keep it short. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you said we weren't. Uh, well, give your give your take on it, because clearly I don't know what I'm where I'm going with this. Lord. So the topic that we we killed there was it was on a, a video that was on the roots on YouTube. They had a like a video that they put up that was called "Is Dating Getting Young People in the Door to Therapy." Now you had a, a whole side to this, and I guess to keep it simple, yes, because we have gone to couple couples therapy. Um, we're what about you i guess the answer for you is obviously yes well no it's not i mean oh, wait. it's not because i've already been to therapy way before you so for me i started individual therapy when i had health issues at like 13 14 and it just kind of i stayed in it from there on like on and off so but i had a different situation because my health issues were like they were part physical, part mental. And so they thought at the time, like starting therapy would help. And then I just kind of stayed with it versus, I mean, you have a point because some people, I guess, wouldn't feel comfortable enough. I don't know to go to individual. And that's why you're saying like, well, it's then when you're in a, in a relationship, just going to, well, dating with you being with someone, it opens things up that you're like, oh, I, I act like this around this person or I treat this person well, like yeah, that. I so whether it, it's individual that. couples, you're still going to therapy because you're like, OK, why do I treat this person like that? Why do I put them down all the time? Why do I, like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it opens your eyes to patterns that you've created or, or carried on that you've seen or, or you know, things that you want to change about yourself or whatever. And I feel like I'm not sure. I don't think it probably wasn't this great at, um, for like a parents or like older family members like i don't think them getting into a relationship had them like you know when they had issues and things weren't going the greatest that they handled it in the best manner um you know as in like seeking therapy well i think every generation gets better tools and things come to light more what do you mean i feel like therapy wasn't as it was more taboo for our parents and especially grandparents, it was something that was not like talked about. Mental health was overall hush hush, like, or, you know, no, that's not abuse when it actually is. Or like, you know, like I think things were different. True. So I think that, you know, every generation just gets more tools and more light shed on situations. And you kind of, I don't know. It's it's easier. I I will say real quick, everyone, <laughs> because we didn't top this off. So we wanted to focus on after last week's episode Friday. We talked about seeking validation with social media. 
Um, and we thought having an episode, especially being like a slow news week, just having an episode digging into mental health is super important um, because I feel like in, in our generation, it's taught about more versus like our parents and their parents and, you know, so forth. And I thought this was super important, um, you know, just to put some light on and, and kind of say like, yo, you're not alone. Like we all go through the same struggles, no matter what race color whatever um i just thought this was a super important episode just to talk on um another heavy one sorry (laughs) i mean it it may be heavy but it's like i still i don't know i think it's 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 cool when people are talking about this because when you're out there or when you're on like instagram or you're like we talked about this on the last episode we we go on everyone's like on their happiest they're taking pictures while they're on vacation you know out in the sun on the beach like you don't hear about like people going through these things so it's nice it's nice to hear even though it may be a heavy topic it's kind of funny because you have both sides of the spectrum you either have the person on facebook that never stops complaining and like always has something to say and like every five minutes the world is ending and stuff Mm -hmm. or you have the like a lot of people who yeah it's just a highlight reel there's no kind of like in between. I try to be an in between, honestly. I try like more often, even if it's just like Instagram or something. Like, I don't know. I try to be an in between where I'm like, no, like, you know, this really sucked or like this, you know, I'm feeling this kind of way. But I like, I try to put a positive spin on it, but I try to be like real. So I'm not just like, my life's perfect all the time. And like, you know, la di da. I mean, obviously on my business Instagram, that's different. That would be, you know, better looking i guess but on my like personal one i try you know sure it still looks mostly highlighty but Uh, i don't know i try because i also don't want to be a debbie downer like you know it's this weird balance because you don't want to be yeah you don't want to be one of those that's like people dread seeing your stuff because you just always complain and you're like always a negative nancy but then i also don't want to be like completely unrealistic where it's like no my life's really this perfect like i I think it is important to be a little more real online i like to be non-existent online yeah you do (laughs) like i'm just kind of like chilling i don't post anything i'm just sitting here liking every now and then like people are like you still alive I, i just poked you let me stop i didn't poke anyone who you, who you be poking? Uh, just my friends. That's that so are all guys. All my guy friends, of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I guess we have something to talk about later. <laughs> so, <laughs> to dig more into this, um, because we have the luxury of going to therapy with us being, I guess, the more aware generation. Sure. Um, there was a video that came up, came up from The Breakfast Club where they talked about like having had issues with your parents. Now, at least to me, I feel like it's pretty common. <sighs> I don't know how I even wore this. That that we've like we've had some type of issue with our parents, and it's not like some simple where like they like mistreated you because they didn't handle a situation right. Like it was probably like an extreme, um, probably leading with the physical or emotional abuse that I feel like a lot of us have like dealt with with our parents, and that we're trying not to push on to our kids because I think we're more aware. And he's just looking at a bird outside the window, I see. It's cute. Aw, you made him go away. (laughs) There's this bird just like little hopping like on our little banister. And he's like, hop, hop, hop. And he would just look at us and it was cute. Okay, continue. I'm listening. (laughs) So that's what I want to talk about because it's interesting 
you know, shoot, I gotta think how old I am. Being like 25, going on 26, you know, within Jeez, like the next sure five, 80? like dang, within, within like the how next like five months here. I'm just like, I sit back and think, and I, when I have these conversations with my mom, and I have these non-existent conversations with my dad, I'm like, it's so... <laughs> Ooh, okay, we just... It, it's so... It's, it's No, no, for, for it. We just went in. It, it's so interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. He just like went for it. He's like, nah, this is it. This is how it is. I don't care. No, but like, I'm sitting here thinking about it because like growing up, yo, I'm sure we all had this parent. Like my mom was a nag. Like, oh, complained about everything. Like, why are you like, saying that? Because she's a female. No, rude. I mean, don't you, call you us nags. nag. Also. But rude, yo. Like I would get in from like school. Like I'm a kid, of course. I get in from school, and like it, it would on site. There'd be some problem. I did something wrong. I did something like it, it, there's there's always some issue. As soon as I got yeah. in, yeah. And like it just it, like over and time. You're like how I was at school. What you're like how I was at school. Pretty much. <laughs> like what I do wrong. What? Like what I like it was always for like issue. eight hours. I was gone. But like. And then as I grew up, I started, like, seeing her, her patterns and, like, what she would, like, nag at. And I'm like, okay, I see you. And I'm, now I'm sitting here playing chess with you because I know you're going to complain about this. So, like, one of the simple things I remember was, like, um, dishes. She would always complain about the dishes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do one of two things, which is probably both. Depends how I'm feeling. But I would always clean out everything that I used. I would wash all the plates I used, you know, everything. I'm like, I got that. Not going to get on me for that. And then if I'm feeling froggy. Hey, <laughs> I'll clean all the all the He's plates in the sink. Froggy. I'll clean all the plates in the sink. I don't That's care. Such a fun phrase. And I'm like, okay, she chilled off me for the <laughs> nagging. Now she's she's nagging on my siblings still, saying, "Yo, why isn't this like this or why that?" But I'm sitting well, here cool. Because Chanel does this. Yeah. Why don't you do this, man? You are a terrible sibling. No, but I learned the game. No, but I you learned... made it worse for your siblings. I don't care. They gotta oh, learn the game. That was awful. But... <laughs> Shadelle does this. Why don't you do? But he's so good at this. Why aren't oh you? God. Oh, you're a terrible. But like one sibling. of the things growing up was always like the belt. And the <laughs> black families know. If you don't know the belt, then you know like freaking going out and getting. We were a just stick. like laughing about something. No, we, we no, just like I'm getting real with this because oh it's God. like uh, it, wow. I'm, I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of what I'm talking about, I mean, so we can get into a- the next point here that's not just a black family thing it's not but like we had earlier what shows and what movies have you seen where well that's the problem okay it's a problem on both sides that shows one it's a problem that shows always show dark skin being aggressive like as if that's all you are and then it's also a problem that they show white people as just being like these perfect like la di da or like ditzy or like you know oh are you gonna apologize for that okay next time don't do that and that's it (laughs) like that kind of thing like what both sides are screwed up okay it's a a running joke with uh with my friends where i'm like um like pretty much they can like slap their mom and she'd be like jimmy 
don't do that. Stop. Don't hit, say sorry, Jimmy. No. Like you know, like, that's not true. But growing up, that's what what we would joke on because joke. It, but you know, it's not true. See, I it's think not, I think but, some people really do believe it's true. That I, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, but you have to remember that's any race that there could be. You but, know, the nicest pie. You know, black mother, and there could be like the ruthless white mother. Like there could be. I've you never, know, I've never been white a day in my life. I, I wouldn't I'm know just that. Saying, I, I understand, but I'm just saying, and, like, this is definitely one of those things that across the board, people but, use things to hit, people beat, people abuse. But I say this, I say, I, I say this, and I paint this picture. My mom's a cool person, great person. We get along. Just throw it out there. <laughs> but I say like, this because you, growing up, <laughs> seeing my stepdad and my mom, like, always <laughs> fight and get physical and yell and scream and, like, always have these issues. And I'm like, like was therapy like was that not even talked about at any point in this like the thing is even if it was they both have to be open to going like, to therapy you know, how tra- you know what i'm saying i'm not sure how much my siblings are affected by this because they were younger of course but like seeing like being like having to hold back your your mom or your stepdad from fighting and like throwing things at each other that's something that kids should not be doing Am I getting too heavy? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting too heavy. And it's like... I agree. I'll say that. I'll say that. I'm going to take your silence for a yes. Yes, that you agree. And yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and it's like, we talked about this where it's like, like, for for example, I, I feel like we've said this before. I don't... I plan on if we... If our kid does something, does something silly, stupid, dumb, whatever... And they're like little. I'll give him like a little tap on the butt and set him in the corner. As you grow up, I'm not getting a belt. I'm not getting a stick. I'm not doing what my my right. mom has it done to me and get my stepdad like has done. Worst degree of, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you shouldn't do this. Um, you know, talk about whatever happened and better ways to approach it next time or whatever the case is. And I'm gonna take something away from you because at the end of the day, let's say if this kid, that's if, very white of you. Shut up. No, that's stupid. <laughs> get out of here. See, but that's what people would say. No, that's some BS. But so, for example, because this is what's going to happen in the real world. You go out there and you pick a fight with some someone on the street and cops come. They're going to take you away. And, hey, your stuff is gone. So I'm just giving you a mild version of that. I'm just like, that's what's going to happen. You keep acting like this. And I'm taking your comforter off your bed because you wouldn't have this in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. This I'll, I'll be right? down to do that. Right, just take like well, the the covers or take like the pillow. Well, it's funny that you mentioned <laughs> that because what happened to me. So you, I'm sure you know this. Um, I'm not sure how it is for you guys, but growing up, like being in middle school, high school, the cool thing was going to the mall every Friday. Yeah. So there was a time where my mom didn't like for whatever reason my mom didn't want me to get to the mall. I'm saying f that. Yo, I'm going to the mall. <gasps> I remember so this story. My, uh, did you? Do you? Yeah. So my friend went. You told me this like my friend came and like picked dating. me up. Um, him and his his dad or mom, whoever it was, um, and went to the mall. <laughs> and you know, it, you, I feel like you go to the mall like it's a set time. Like you go to the mall like six seven. You chill there for a couple hours, see all your friends. It's like what up? Like what up? Nine, you hang grocery. Like, sh- yeah, leave around nine. Yeah. Yo, my mom told me she's like, if I go to the mall, I'm not coming back into the house. And boy, was she not playing <laughs> at all. I got home at like nine o'clock. I think I ran the doorbell. I I'm pretty sure I called her. Like I, no nothing, nothing at all. I literally I laid on the porch until the next day. 
um, I knew my stepdad was going to work, and he's normally out the house by like five, six o'clock. I was normally on the porch for till then that yeah. whole night and i remember a dog passing by and i was like yo please it was a big dog i was like yo please don't freaking like see me and come up to this porch and try to attack me I, yo. you looking like dinner yeah so as soon as my stepdad comes out after me being like literally on the porch like falling asleep like trying to do my best to like not die from like some stranger probably walking by and being like yo why is this like some teenager on the porch just yeah, chilling so yeah. late at night yeah. like i oh man so I got that. got in the house, and um, I forgot what my mom. She said something that blew my mind. Well, she was like, um, "What would she say?" I feel like she she said something along the lines of like, uh, "Like if you would have called me, if you were out there, or whatever, I would have answered or something like that." And I'm like, I did try calling you, like, uh, or so, something along those lines. I feel like, like, if it got like to like a later extent, I feel like that's what she was she was referring to. Like, if it if it got to like twelve o'clock, eleven, like, she, uh, like she would have came out and like opened the door. That's so funny. Because she was just playing, right. like she didn't actually but mean she, it. But I'm like, yo, what? I like, I called you <laughs> when I was freaking outside. You yeah, didn't answer the I phone. I have a similar story. Okay, so when I was like little, little. As a family, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister, we went to, like, one of the elementary schools near my house, and we went, like, to play on the playground and, like, you know, have a little fun, whatever. And it was time to go, and I really did not want to go. Oh, like, God. I was hell-bent on not going yet. It Like, and <laughs> so the three of them get in the car. I'm here. Like, I'm not getting in the car. I'm just standing there. <laughs> Yeah, I leave the kid ace that like I. They ace. drove away. Did they not come back? They came no, back. They came. Like, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, they have walked. They have got no, stranger. No, what ended up happening? And they tell me to this day, they didn't actually drive like all the way home or whatever. They literally drove like past where you can't see the car anymore, and it's like bushes and whatever. And then they turn right back around. So like it was like a minute or something. It wasn't like some long prolonged time where I'd get like abducted. I mean, well you never know, just saying. But like, <laughs> you know, and so then they came back and, you know, See, it was it was one of those like shock things where you learn They actually your, did where, it. Where where yeah, where you learn your lesson and you're like, okay shit, I'm never gonna do that again. But <laughs> I when I tell you I was like petrified when they left. Like I was because I was little at the time. So I was like, oh my God like what am I going to do? Like, I, I, is someone going to come take me? Oh, like, man. am I going to, I'm going to die. Like, I'm gonna, I was, just, I just wanted to play. Like it was, so I, here's my thing with something like that. Since I'm someone who doesn't have kids yet, I can't say for sure that I would never do something shocking I, like that I because that. I understand when you get to a certain point and you're just like, listen, this kid is not listening and I'm so fed up. Like, sure. I get it. Like you kind of do something that really shocks them because that really does make a kid learn. They snap out of it and they don't do it again. So like, I get it. But at the same time, dang, I'm like, did this lead to some of my attachment issues? <laughs> like separation anxiety. <laughs> Hello? Like, dang. Oh, so, I mean, so <laughs> those stories that we have, it's all in good fun. I want to say there's anything bad. Um, but I sit back and I, like, I think there, like, like, do you think, I don't know what the thing is. Like, what would be the reason, I'm trying to, like, unpack this in my mind as to why, like, so growing up, I'm just trying to do a deep dive with this, <laughs> why... My mom would always like want to complain about something. 
Oh, I think I have an answer. Wow, he just had an epiphany. I feel like <laughs> I could be totally wrong on this. I should probably ask her. But I'm like, I feel like the reason there was always nagging, there was always complaining that things aren't right. I feel like because she was, she's comfortable in that environment of there always being an issue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be what someone's normal is. Yeah. There's Usually always people a repeat things that they're used to. You know, like that. That's just, I don't know, either how she grew up or how. I I don't understand this at all. How, and it's subconscious is the thing a lot of time. See, can, you, can you understand this for me? How does someone feel the need to get a belt or a stick and hit their kid with it? You're asking me to try to understand that. I, okay, so you can't. Because I don't understand My it. My understanding of something like that is that something like that probably happened to them. Yes. And they passed it down. Because this is what they know. This is what they equate to love or parenting or whatever you want to put it as. Usually when it's a cycle of abuse, that's their version of it. See, like that's their like. I get it. But don't you sit there and like, I don't see I'm not in my parents shoes. I don't know what was happening at the time. But it's like, don't you sit there and question that? Like, it's not good to have your son or daughter sitting there with like welts from a belt. Like, yo, that would pain. Again, I think I think generations ago, this was normal. This was not something that was questioned. What? So no, like when they had welts or bleeding or whatever, I don't uh, think. I honestly do not think that stuff was questioned. See, I don't. And, um, uh, and I think as time goes on, it starts to become more and more of a thing. I do think nowadays it's going a little extreme in the other direction because, like, I know that people will say like, "You can never even like spank your kids on the butt." Like man, that's I'm abuse. My, I'm giving my son and daughter I'm like, a little okay, tap on the butt. Like, like, that's way too far. Like the thing is, like, I I feel like, uh, like with anything, there has to be balance yeah. and like a happy medium. I'll take my mom used to like when I was a kid. She used to give me those little pinches, and I'm like, oh, I know, shoot. that's why I'll, you hate when I pinch. I will take a belt over <laughs> a pinch any day. Like, he, ow. He doesn't. You know what's funny is you're you're all like, I don't have vices and I don't show people vices and stuff, but I know that one. Okay, I'm and gonna start, so yo, I'm gonna start pinching you. It's hilarious. Like, that's what you're telling me. No, it's hilarious because every now and then I'll like go and I'll pinch him because he's like, no, but it's usually when you're really annoying me or something. I'm like, OK, stop. And like he gets mad like he is not. He he was like really scarred from her pinches. I don't like this now. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't like this now. I swear I, I'm going to get you back. What? Please don't. Uh-huh. What I what I was saying um. What I think, too, with, like, the whole spanking thing, I don't think spanking is abuse, okay? Especially if it's on the butt. It's not, like, face, arm, like, hitting, like, hard enough to hurt the kid. Like, what you do... Okay, here's what I heard one of my friends years ago, um, and she's older than me. She's, like, my parents' age. Um, She was someone who was abused a lot as a child, and she kind of helped me believe like you don't have to like continue that with your own children. Um, And so she basically said how there were a few select times and she has two daughters that are like adults now. And there are a few select times when she would spank the kids. Like other than that, she would discipline in other ways. Um, There was this one time I remember the story. She was saying that, 
one of her daughters ran across the street when she was screaming at the daughter not to because she would have gotten hit by a car. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is serious. And so it was one of those instances where this is something real that like, wow, you need to listen to because you almost died. So then she took the daughter and she laid her over her lap like uh, like on on the curb and she gave her like the three hardest smacks on her butt to the point where, okay, this now shocks the kid. It does hurt some. Like, the kid was crying because now they're probably totally overwhelmed by what just happened and everything. But, like, what she told me is what she'll do is three. Her number's three. Three spanks so that, one, it gets the point across, but, two, it does not lead into the cycle of abuse for her because once you start to go past that, that's, that's where yeah. now you're into the territory of now you're doing what your parents did and you're just getting, like, off by this. And that's, that's what and I, it's, it's a problem. That's what I was going to say. Like, spanking's fine, but when it, <clears throat> when it becomes excessive, like, when you're hitting the kid, one too many times or right. just too too much in general or in the wrong area like i don't like i think the whole spanking on the butt is act like it's a like good I, one because it's cushioned enough where it's not gonna hurt the kid you still feel it and it's still a shock well, and it's also if it is not too often if it is just like when you really need to get the point across because if something physical becomes too often you're not actually teaching the kid anything. Now it's just ingrained in them that, oh, when I like slip up slightly, now I'm going to get this. Yeah. Like you're not actually helping and the kid I, if it's a yeah. pattern. I feel like for me, like being in like the little timeout thing, it really didn't do much for me because I just, oh, I hated it, it, it teached me how to like play in my mind and to like whatever, like just to use my mind more. So I was cool with it. But no. when it came to taking things away, that's when, oh, I died. See, I, I would died. do both. I would get time out and things taken away. Whew. Yo, they took things it away. Like, at, what I'm going to do when that happens for us and we take things away, I'm going to take things away and just bring it into my car <laughs> if it's not, like, big enough, if it's not, like, super huge, like a TV or something. I'm like, yo, let me take it in my car because you're not going to take the keys and go out into my car. Maybe you will. And if it does, yo, we're already having a problem. <laughs> but I don't know. Something like that. Um I don't know. I see. I don't know. I feel like I just want to talk about this because I feel like it's it's something that we all go through. I think it was good. I I want to get into like these two um these two like like related mental health <coughs> issues that I want to talk about here. So I want to get into these topics here. Um, as soon as this wants to load up here, there we go. Um, they both relate to mental health, and it's like. So this one, oh man. Um, so this one's interesting. So this person says, "My parents tell me I'm not crazy, but everyone else says I am. Who is right? Should I be afraid constantly?" Um, this person goes on to say, "I'm having a panic attack almost every other day at this point. I'm utterly and completely convinced that the U.S. is going to turn into." The world of a handmaid's tale where the women lose all their rights gay people are publicly executed and we have to live in hiding or escape to other countries the inevitability of roe versus wade completely secured those fears for me uh, my parents have been telling me my parents have been telling me this ever since trump was elected they told me that people like me because this person is gay um 
are going to be locked up soon, so I should be afraid for my life. And this is the beginning of the end. But anytime I tell other people this, including on here, uh, which is he's making this post live for everyone on Reddit there. Um, he says, nobody takes me seriously. I don't know why that is. I'm genuinely afraid for my life every single day. Some people have suggested I need serious help, but I feel okay. I've always been this afraid over something as far back as I can remember, and I always assumed that it was normal. My parents tell me that constant fear is good and therapy is brainwashing. They think mental health professionals are evil and trick people into believing false realities. I honestly don't know what to believe anymore. Everyone says I'm crazy, but my family tells me I'm not, and I don't know what to do. I'm utterly and completely confused. Can someone please help? Okay, first of all, the people on Reddit are going to tear her a new one because this is political. No, it's not. It has to do with the whole... um, No, it's not. What's the word I'm looking for? Republican regime and like and all this and with Trump and like it yeah Not everyone thinks the same hold up you're on but the she brings she brings up like the abortion thing we just talked about it okay and how well, it's taking women's rights away and then the next step is get like it's it okay because the Republican agenda is okay. not any. I'm of that, looking so. at it straight from her parents being horrible people and literally telling her horrible things so here's the thing I'm confused with I thought her parents were the ones saying she's not crazy and everybody else is saying saying. she's crazy. Her parents are trying to flip it. So they're the, she, so I'm assuming it's a she. I don't know for sure. Could be a he because they don't say he or she or there. I don't know how. Could be a they gender is fluid, but okay, continue. I don't know. Could be whoever. (laughs) Um, But what it sounds like is the parents are trying to be like, hey, come to us. Trust us. Even though we're sitting here telling you, you know, it's only a matter of time until you they take you and all this so stuff. So they like, are... Sa- okay. Exactly. Okay, They're because, saying that therapy's brainwashing. Like, this well, no, not, I heard that like, part. Okay, because that confused me because I thought it was better because they were trying to say she wasn't crazy. I thought that was better nah. than everybody attacking her and saying she is crazy. Nope. But then I also... The whole... So the whole brainwashing thing, like, for example, so my dad doesn't believe in therapy. He just doesn't. Yeah. Like, he doesn't agree with it. He's like, why do I have to pay someone to tell all my problems to when I can talk to just someone else? Like, you know, and it's very, like, it's very baseline where he's coming from. But, like, yeah, because it's that simple. But at the same time, there are different methods and strategies that these people use that help you. So... I don't know, but so like I get where they're coming from there because again, a lot of that generation and older may not believe in it as much. I don't think that's, but I get what you're saying, but I really think the family's just gonna like trying to be like, yo, we got a hold on you because we're telling you that hey, you're not crazy. We still love you and all that stuff. You shouldn't go see therapy. You shouldn't go do these things that are pretty much gonna and she wants to i don't want to say she wants to but she doesn't she's confused she doesn't know what to do and like this is a perfect example where it's like they probably don't like her and the him whoever this person is here Mm -hmm. her and they're playing games because this person is gay because you're sitting there telling your kid that hey they're gonna take and it's not it's not a joke because you're obviously you're saying this more than once right like you're saying hey 
you know, Trump's elected now. They're going to take you away. You're going to have to start hiding. You're going to start, like, and it's it's not a joke. And you act like they actually mean this. And they're like, and they're bringing up, oh, look at the abortions. This is going back to the, like. I mean, I, this is a tough one for me. Because at the same time, I feel like they're not so far-fetched. Like, dare I say, they have points. Yeah, but... Like, the time we are, we're in is scary. The time we're in, we do see but they're using similarities to Holocaust. We do see similarities to taking, you know, women's rights away and all this stuff. So, like... They're using it as a fear tactic, know. though. I get what you're saying, but for your parents to use it as a fear tactic is what it sa- that's what it sounds like to me. And I think that's where parents sometimes will confuse trying to be helpful <laughs> and actually scaring the kid. Trying like, to be helpful. Well, because you know what I mean. Like I feel like they'll 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 say it in a way that's like, oh no, I was just trying to help them because I wanted them to know like the truth or I want, you know, that kind of thing. But really it's like hurting the person because now they're more messed up. Dog, if I knew this person and I knew their parents were saying this, I would have a problem. I'm telling right off the jump. It would be a problem. Like, no, that makes no sense to me. Like, it it just sounds like they're trying to be like, like all your rights, everything's being taken away from you. And it's not just like, who continuously says this to you if they're not trying to like scare you into doing something to a certain extreme we'll say and you're saying therapy's brainwashing well then they must be okay with this person being gay because it's so. sound but it sounds interesting because wouldn't you think the people who like hate gay people then they believe in like all the conversion therapy and all that wouldn't they want this person to go to that? I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe so at all. I don't know. This is a tricky one. I mean, you you can have that point if you want to. I, I that's just how I I feel. Um, it just it, man, it's suspect. It's suspect to me because I'm I'm looking at it and it's like they're gonna have a panic panic attack. They say it almost every day because they're just so convinced that the u.s is gonna turn into a handmaid's tale who the the, the person. person parents are horrible that's what i'm going with parents are horrible her parents are horrible oh depending on how old they are because there's no age yo get out get out get out watch the movie get I out mean, and yeah get out. no i oh my God. i will say it does help when you get out of your house and you're able to like form your own thoughts and opinions and like become more you versus mm-hmm. like your parents trying to um like assertively put their ways on you and like their opinions yeah like that does help like yeah you feel your way on it i completely feel like it's a it's a scare tactic to keep their hold on this person being like no you're not crazy everyone else out there is crazy look at that they're calling you crazy like it's no, just interesting because i feel like i i hear of it more opposite no, where it's a scare tactic and the person is, um, like, insulting the person. I don't think so. Like, that's more what I know is, like, you know. Uh, I mean. Uh, uh, like, it could more be, of the parents being like, know. no, you're the crazy. Like, you're crazy and you're awful and whatever. I feel like that's more common, but. I don't I guess. think so. Yeah, like, I, like, everyone that's looking at this, they're like. 
They they're pretty much siding with like her her parents are horrible. <laughs> or I keep saying it's a her, even though we don't know. I don't know. Um so for <laughs> for this next one here, I wanna touch on is um this one is how to deal with mental health issues in a relationship. I thought this was pretty interesting. Oh boy. Um so this person goes on to say, I uh this is a girl, she's twenty three, have been dating this guy who is 26, for a few months now. Everything's been going great thus far. We've been exclusive for about seven months, and one could say the relationship is uh, wait, is, is committed and stable. I've been finding it difficult to deal with his chronic anxiety. I understand mental ish- illness and, wait, and what, want him to know I'm there for him 100% all the way but it's hard as i don't know what's enough and what isn't he gets anxious about everything in life when seemingly he has it good he and she puts some parentheses he has a great career great opportunity no financial problems he also gets uh breakup anxiety whenever we butt heads over conversational topics and gets insecure when comparing himself to my exes I don't know what to do or how to cope. I love him. I've I've advised seeking professional help while always telling him he can talk to me if needed. But it's getting worse and worse. And I don't know where he's at mentally. I mean, a lot of that makes sense. Like right off the bat is, um, you know, this person may have dealt with stuff in the past like... Maybe, um, you know, this person gets really uh, nervous about breaking up every time there's an argument. They may have been threatened of that in the past where like, you know, every argument with another significant other was okay. then let's just break up or maybe it did end up in a breakup or something like that. So that could be like kind of PTSD sort of Um, and like all the other things like they make set like he he might have experienced this stuff, you know, like and it. It's one of those where it's tricky because you shouldn't. That's where you should get help because it's then not healthy to bring it into another relationship because the person is different. And like another thing is he needs to like tell her outright. And I think that's where getting help would help him because then he would know what what to say. Like what is something that triggers the anxiety if my anxiety is triggered, what can, what can you do to help me? Like, you know, like I, you know, I'll tell you like, you know, sometimes I just need to like hug you and have like a squeeze. Like, you know, if I'm like really anxious or I'm really depressed, like sometimes I just need like a squeeze and I need to like take deep breaths while I'm like squeezing. And then it kind of helps bring me down or like something like that, you know, like, but it's different for everybody. Because the next person might not like touching. So, it, you know, and I, that's something that you kind of figure out yeah. with someone. And as you go along, um, <laughs> do- doggy. Do- uh, oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, they let the dog loose. <laughs> yeah, I'd be freaking out if that was like our dog and she was just out there like, oh, sh- yeah, you know, we're no. saying we're recording the podcast. We see her. Hi. I'm like, oh, guys, we'll be right back. Right? I'd be like, Missy! It's like literally right across the way. Like no one's gonna grab this dog. Look at this girl. She's so oh, non- just, just cool. she's so nonchalant. She's he like, does he does this all the time. Right? Like whatever. Oh, oh, oh. 
they went from both sides and got the dog. That was funny. Oh, man. Um, oh, my God. It was a little white fluff like Missy. So anyways, the, back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> they've been so they've been in this for seven months now. And I, she's getting exhausted. So it's uh, at what point? <laughs> Only seven months. Sheesh. But you got to sit there and think you're dating this person and you see them like you, you have these fights with them. You have these like everything. They're worried about everything. And it's like, at what point do you bring this up and saying, hey, you should go get therapy to help yourself? Like, because you shouldn't be sitting there, like, so uptight and worried about everything. Maybe this would be something. Like, going back to what we first started talking about, maybe this would be something where it would help if she brought up that they went together and then it would be a segue into him getting his own. Maybe it's one of those where he just needs the support. And maybe if they went to couples therapy and then, like, you know the therapist there could be like well i think it would be beneficial for you to get individual therapy maybe that would be like a smart way to go about it so that you know she's not getting the brunt of it um but that you know he's then getting the help and it's a supportive way because she's saying you know i'm here with you i'm going i'm gonna do this with you but i do think this is important so would this be something where, like, I would find a, a place for therapy? I would explain the situation. Because um, I feel like unless they need to have couples therapy, it would probably just be best for him to right, start Right, but I'm saying individual. it could be a segue. Like, it would be, like, I would say, uh, like, for me, I see, like, this person, like, his girlfriend reaching out and to, like, the therapy place. Right. And setting up an appointment and explaining, like, can we both come in? I think it'd be, be you know beneficial for my boyfriend to go have a therapy session. I just want to join him if that's fine. They'll probably be fine with that, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I can see how that would be helpful. Like it's it's the holding hand, you know. Like he may because he's a really anxious person, so he may just need that little bit of extra push or support to do something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's scary for a lot of people. It's unknown. It's, it's See, you know, it's vulnerable to tell someone everything. Which is interesting because this goes back to the first topic we had earlier where it's um, dating, getting you into therapy. I know. It's kind of funny. Because this, <laughs> this person wouldn't go to therapy if they weren't in a relationship. They'd probably be like, I- I'm cool. I'm just going to stay here. And it's one of those. I think this. when people have anxiety or depression and they don't go to, they haven't gone to therapy yet and they're not at like that place. I don't think that it's that they think they don't need it. I think it's just they're so in it that it adds something to it. So, like, if you're an anxious person, I think it adds anxiety to have to go to therapy. Or if you're a depressed person, it makes you more depressed to think I, you know, like I failed because I have to go to therapy like that kind of thing. I don't think it's that they don't want it because I think they want to feel better. That's true. I think it's that it's making that condition worse in a way. So I think getting through the door and just if you can support the person in that way, that's important. And then it does. It shows him like, I'm here for you in the ways that you need me to be. That's true. Like, I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I like that idea. Right? I'd be totally up for it. I would hit this person and say like, ah, can I get an update if I tell you to go do this and that? Like, give me like a update months later. That's weird. I mean, this person's <laughs> asking for advice. Like, how is it weird? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super interested. I I like this episode. I really thought it was, it was refreshing. We 
refreshing like a cool drink on this hot day yeah it's almost 90 degrees oh man um that's what i got okay for you arizona people and all you dry heat people listen (laughs) my my friend in florida he's like man it's it's freaking 87 over there like that's nothing like like right like you people who get to 110 degrees and it's awful and whatever dry heat has nothing on humidity come to new england like it because it's just heavy and you get sweaty easier and smelly and it's like wet and it's just it makes it so much worse yeah like when i like you're just gross i feel it for those people in florida like when i went to florida last october oh man for yeah. it to be october where you normally know it's cool right and, it just and see they have heat and humid. humidity Yo, so they they're out. even worse than us ah, i was so drenched i was just like i just want to go back in the ac and just mm-hmm. be cool and just, just the outside is not for me yeah oh man but yeah that's that's all i think that we got okay uh, yeah i'm super curious if anyone's willing to share we can put in for the next episode um if anyone wants to share their story on mental health or anything, you know, feel free to hit us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all the, you know, links and everything is in the description or you could email, email it to us if you'd like. Did you know we have a Pinterest now? But who really uses Pinterest? Let's be real. Did you know we have a Pinterest now? No one uses Pinterest. Guys, did you know we have a Pinterest? Now? Okay. You're extreme. No, people like my business Pinterest. Okay. People use it. It's a huge search engine. Pinterest is like Google. Okay. It's huge. Okay. So, if you'd like to follow our our Pinterest, it's also Paging the Simpsons. And we pin our podcasts, our videos, Tesla stuff, puppy stuff, beauty stuff, uh, Twitter and I Instagram mean, stuff. I really don't tag much on it or pin stuff on Whatever the heck you do. I just Okay, we as in I pin yeah, stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I just sit there and I like, I'm you know, trying to... I don't trying to build this over here and oh, he's like man. I don't do Pinterest. I'm just trying to sit back relax. However, we're at about a thousand monthly viewers now, so you're welcome. Well, you could thank me. I'm saying that's Pinterest. Yeah, exactly. You could thank me. Why? I'm the one I've been what? I'm the one paying my Instagram and my tweets and all that stuff. Working hard over here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so that's all I got. Anything else to add to this? Yeah. Um mental health awareness month yeah. episode follow us on pinterest oh my god <laughs> all right guys that's I think, all i got i think we're gonna wrap <laughs> this bad boy up here once again sorry for the bad audio last friday we hopefully this is a lot better thanks <laughs> you for thank you for uh, sticking into it there um yeah with that being said guys as always i'm your co-host chanel joined by my lovely fiance lauren and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye Peace.